guys, we're just going to have a casual conversation, right? Mm-hmm. On the yep. topic of culture. Yep. And more specifically, maybe like culture identity and like cultural shock you've faced. Mm-hmm. Okay, right? okay. So my first question for you is, yep. well, I mean, you're obviously Japanese, mm-hmm. um, but how long did you live in Japan before you moved? out of japan um okay so that's i mean you were born in japan right yeah i was born in japan and basically i stayed until like elementary six then i moved to malaysia all right okay and then you stayed in malaysia until high school graduation yeah so i came back for uni okay so you could say probably in terms of academics six years in japan six years abroad yeah 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 like evenly split yes. mm-hmm. okay yeah all i right, was in elementary right. school in japan then like high school middle school high school and yeah malaysia so i guess okay um all right so um okay let's just talk about when you first moved to malaysia right mm-hmm. um looking back like what were like some of the cultural differences you first felt Oh, I think it was more like looking at Muslim people because I've never interacted with Muslim people. And like, because Malaysia is predominantly, well, Muslim and there's mostly Chinese and Indians as well, but like, there's a lot of Muslim population. So like, it was the first time I've ever seen like a person wearing a hijab and who can't oh. eat pork. That was oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. I mean, like, even in Japan, yeah. I feel like I, don't, I haven't met a lot of people who are Muslim. Yeah, exactly. I don't see them around a, here. I don't think there's a lot of mosques around in Japan, right? No, I don't think so as well. I, I mean, I haven't seen one in Tokyo so far. Mm-hmm, same. Okay, so, yeah. Um, so, like, okay, then talking about, um, what is it, hijabs? Am I yeah, pronouncing yeah. that right? Um, yeah, I think so. Were there a lot of people in school, like girls around you that were wearing it? Um, not really, because I was in an international school, so, like, it was more, I guess, Chinese, and, like, also the um, international school I was in was kind of operated by this Chinese dude, so I guess he was more towards taking more Chinese people, and, like, Koreans, and more Asian people, I guess, rather so than you, Malay. So, it would, so, like, more the local people were Muslims, and then the international yeah, yeah. school you went to was not was mostly Chinese yeah okay I... it was mostly Chinese all right um okay so being around a lot of Chinese people I mean mm-hmm. did you pick up on the language a little bit yes all right I mean like how about like culture stuff like um any like oh, I think Chinese traditions oh like because uh, our school like made us celebrate Chinese New Year and we had Chinese New Year celebrations that we had to attend. So I guess like mm. I kind of got to know a little bit more about Chinese culture in that sense. And also ha- I had like a lot of um, like um, Chinese festivals that was celebrated in the school, like Lunar New Year. Oh wait, mm. Lunar New Year is Chinese New Year. No, I mean like the Mooncake Moon Festival. Yeah, yeah. And what else was there? Um, there was a few, I don't remember, but like there was a lot of like, um, well, like oranges. 
and dragon dances and I don't know, just like the yo-yo thing that I don't remember the name of. So, I mean, I never grew up in an international school environment, right? But it was an international yeah, yeah. environment to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what kind of like, what is the culture of international school? I mean, there's a lot well, of students coming from a lot of places, right? I think I it like... bases on the ratio of the people who is in the international school and how well, like the the system itself is. I think. Oh, okay, I see. So, um, like for my school, there was mostly mm-hmm. Chinese people, and there wasn't much of um other races. So, like there were there was Japanese, Koreans, but there wasn't much like um Europeans or like um if you say like Middle Easterns. I guess mm-hmm. so like there wasn't much of um well internationalness in terms of that, I guess. Oh, okay. And so So it you was couldn't really a lot say local. it was international. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was completely international. Mm. Mm. So yeah, I feel so like it would be really different if you would go in a international school that has more foreign people or more ratio of other ethnicities and you know so on yeah so would you say it was mostly like southeast asian dominated oh oh yeah very much so okay okay all right so all right um then shifting gears moving back Mm -hmm. right moving back to japan um Uh after what six years seven years right Yeah, yeah yeah um did you at and like during that time? Did you come back to Japan at any time? Oh, I came back like every half a year. Oh, okay, okay. So it wasn't like you were completely in Malaysia, like away from Japan or anything, right? No, so like I came back every like um winter and summer break. Okay, and so then I guess that was yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So then coming back here, um what were the cultural shocks that you felt like you know because you're away in a new environment and then you come back to your old environment which now feels I think that's new. really I think that's really hard for me to say because I wasn't immersed into the Japanese like educational well like system until like the COVID situation went away oh, so, like, okay. I was pretty much really alone <laughs> surrounded by um like internationally like you know like my my english-based program people so they were really similar to what i was in so so have you feel like because of covid you weren't able to like quickly feel that environment change yeah okay um all right, but like, how about in terms of like not academics, but like in terms of just daily living? Oh, it was way easier, I think, because like if you go, you can just speak Japanese to anyone, right? Mm-hmm. So I think in terms of just daily living and so on, it was really well, like home, I guess. Oh, okay. In- like I still like recognize myself to be more Japanese than like you know being still being in an international school, and like if I come back to Japan, it was more 
well I don't know if that's the right word but like comforting or um it still felt more at home I guess yeah I mean I don't think that's wrong to say so you feel more comfort being in your own yeah. country I feel like um mm-hmm. your home country um no but I do <clears throat> miss Malaysia but I guess that's a different you know topic yeah um I mean I'm pretty sure you miss it as well I mean you have friends yeah. there um yeah not really anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> Same um, room, though. yeah I feel like after high school a lot of people just go to different places and you're all just dispersed in the world um, oh they are yeah so how about like in terms of like speaking Japanese how frequently were you speaking Japanese when you were in Malaysia oh so basically I was I only spoke with my mom and like some of the people my mom like my mom's friends okay and then going from there right where it's mostly conversation based and then coming back to Japan did you feel any struggle in your Japanese I think I still struggle with like speaking um like formally. Oh, okay. like some words don't come out. I mean, like in terms of like keigo toka, tenego toka, I still can't okay. use it sometimes. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, oh, really? In terms I mean... of just yeah, yeah, daily like ongoing things, it's not that yeah. hard because like you don't really need that. Oh wow! I mean, I'm the opposite. Like I know how really? to speak keigo, but I don't know how to speak just regularly. Like with people like my age, because uh, like I've always grown up speaking Japanese with older people, and not really people that are my age. So I think I I think I I don't know. I think because I just spoke to speak to my mom in like just normal tone, and like when I was in Malaysia as well, I talked to a lot of my mom's like customers. So that was in like Kegel. So like I think I had like a mutual balance in terms of that, but still like I struggle in terms of like working because I've never worked anywhere. Okay, yeah, that I would understand. Like business kegel, I I I mean I still struggle with that as well. So I mean. Yeah, yeah, I think I I meant it in terms of that and like writing for like your student or like writing to your student's parents or something like that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah um yeah exactly um I totally I feel you there um mm-hmm. so um in terms of how you identify right yes I mean mm-hmm. you were abroad right yeah and you you are Japanese mm-hmm. and I mean you have studied in Jap- Japan yeah yeah um so how would you identify yourself in terms of do you consider yourself a kikokuse or like an actual I don't know how you would say a Japanese student or like an international student all in all like if those were the three categories where would you place yourself I've never thought of that but I think in terms of that I think of myself as kikokuse oh okay yeah um because I think there is a lot of things that's very different like in terms of like the way I think or the way I don't know the the things I talk about or the things I'm interested in that it's not really of an interest to Japanese 
students of my age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree, like, especially if you're coming from abroad, your ideas and ideals may differ from those that have grown their whole lives in Japan. And yep. I mean, uh, I feel like in Wasa that you get to feel both. That's right? true. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, have you ever felt yourself at the same time not fitting with either cate- category or either I group? Think- yeah, very much so. I think I don't really fit fit into the um very 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 foreign like you know like very kikokushijo side yeah. of um things, and I also don't really fit in with the completely like Japanese like Junjapa people as yeah. well. So like I some kind of in a sense like fit in the middle of that. So like I don't really have like I can't mm. go. You know, like very, very kikokushijo as well as I can't go completely Japanese because I guess my Japanese is broken as well. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I would understand where you're coming from. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I would identify myself a little bit different if like the three categories were there. I would probably be in between like a foreigner between. and like. Yeah, no, I understand that. I get that from you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like I don't, I wouldn't call myself Japanese at or like a Japanese student at all, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm completely kikokusei as well, right? That's interesting. I, that yeah, yeah. But I, I wouldn't go as far to say that I'm a foreigner because I do hold a Japanese passport and I am. Wait, Japanese, but isn't it 100%. because like? Nah, yeah, but isn't it because you're kind of like you've been in like a like a country that's not Japan like mostly entirety of your life? Well, I mean, I have um friends and senpais who have grown their whole lives outside of Japan. Huh? Yeah, yeah. But they can only speak Japanese. Like they don't know how to speak English. Wait, were they in like a Japanese school? Um, that yeah, and even if they were at yeah. the local school. Like uh-huh. they would only do English for academic purposes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it was yeah, no, just I like, had that kind of friend as well. That was very interesting to me. Yeah, so it's very weird just because you're like, you know, outside of Japan and you're in like a foreign country doesn't really mean that you know. I think it's can, also like, the personality, like you know, resemblance or like fit. I feel like it it has to do with how willing you are to jump into culture. Ah, uh, that's like into a new too. culture cuz I feel like yeah. Um so what happened to me or like to those around me that were Japanese mm-hmm. is they would just conform to the Japanese community, right? Oh, uh, so see. they would talk, they would spend time with uh, people who are alike, right? Um sometimes cuz I completely avoided the Japanese people in my no, international exactly exactly so that's what I did as well so like I would see <laughs> all of them bunched up and I would just be like mm. like I was like nah I'm good yeah maybe at the time I didn't realize it but like when I look back it was just like mm, why didn't I like stand with them or like stayed together with them I just completely just jumped around and I feel like same Elementary school is where you can see it the most, like because like uh, most likely their first language is their like mother tongue, right? Uh, so you would just true. see like clumps of people who speak Korean, who speak Chinese, who speak that Japanese. 
right and you just see all these clumps of people and then mm-hmm. as you go as you progress into like middle school I feel like they kind of separate out mm, like, I agree, I agree. like early elementary school that's where I feel like a lot of people just stick to their clumps I guess maybe that's when I wasn't in foreign country so maybe that's why oh yeah maybe yeah for you I would say yeah and okay. also it was like to go to a foreign country and study English was my decision so yeah. I wanted to learn English not clump with the Japanese people they speak Japanese uh, maybe that yeah. has something to do with it as well yeah me- motivation I feel like has a lot to do with it like if you're forced yeah. um into mm-hmm. move, like move to a different country because of your parents' background um true, true, true. maybe you not might not be up for it especially if you're at an older age right that's like, true i feel like when you're in middle school or high school and you're told that you have to leave it's like everything you've known has been there and you have to leave all yeah. that that's very true i agree yeah so i feel like i mean for me i was glad that i moved at an earlier age because i don't think i would have been that accepting oh interesting um, yeah i kind of get that from you I mean, it's exactly, it's just like, um, I mean, once you set roots, right, it's kind of hard to leave those roots. Like, yeah. there is definitely people who can spend more time, more money, everything to just get a good mark and get into a better, I guess, systematic system, like system of um, education in Japan. Mm-hmm. That was I mean, like the same for me. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like even like, you know, during my part time, when I'm teaching students, like those students have to consider those factors. And so how would you say that culture is the juku or tutor culture, you know, cram school in Japan? Like, do you think that's giving positive influence to these kids who are going to these juku or you know cram school for what six but, seven like, not pro- gonna lie i mm-hmm. think like it gave me some sort of confidence like in elementary school because like all the things that was given by my just public elementary school to me was way too boring oh like so i didn't study for tests i didn't do the uh-huh. homework i still got like good ass marks in like all the tests okay so so i think it's that but like it gives you confidence if you compare with other people but like you still understand that there is a higher like there is a thing that's higher than you all the time yeah i mean i i feel like a lot of japanese people have that mindset of there's always someone better than you there's always someone above you Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. yeah but i mean i feel like this whole culture has created like a merit based system like a reward system mm-hmm. in Japan where you know everything is graded um everything yeah. is evaluated and that's what you're worth yeah right so i feel like a lot of like when you're going through like parents enforce like what kind of middle school you got to get to what kind of high school yeah so you can eventually get to what kind of university right and then once you get there they automatically think you're all set for life yeah i feel like a a lot of people they work their whole lives getting up to this point 
and then they just go to university and just waste it all in their four years. I mean, that's true. I mean, so, like, what do you think of that? Because, like, from where I come from, right, from the U.S. educational-based system, I feel like your elementary to high school years are the easiest. And then once it gets to college, it gets even harder, right? Oh, so it's like a a gradually increasing level of difficulty. Yeah, it's gradually increasing, and it's cumulative as well. So, like, everything you do, you progress on to the next, right? But I feel like Japan is a system where it's all based on tests. If you get the test score, if you get the test grade, if you pass, mm. you get the certain number of points you needed, then you can go to the next level, right? Yeah, but then you can... I feel like I, I've been through something that's not too natural. So like if I was mm. to just stay in the public elementary school, I would have just gone like easy, but like still not. It was okay. And then, like, in high school, I will, in, in, like, middle school and high school, maybe I would have suffered. But, like, mm-hmm. I went to um, elementary school, and then I went to tuition center, which is really hard. Then yeah. I quit that, and then went to an English-speaking environment where I couldn't speak English. So, like, that uh-huh. was hard on my studies. So, I think, although, like, the content of the things was really easy, I had to really try hard to understand the content because I really didn't get English. Yeah, of course. And I, yeah, so like that was hard, even though the, I think the material at the level of where I was, it wasn't too hard. And um, then I did like IGCSE, which was all right, but I think I took too much subjects. And then mm-hmm. um, and IB, I guess just IB is just another level of difficulty. <laughs> then I yeah. came back to like Japan for uni. So I guess like. It's a very interesting path of difficulty I've taken, I think. Hmm. So, I mean, uh, let's just isolate the Japanese educational system okay. while we're on the topic of it. Um, All right. There is English second language, right, offered. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think there's so many... I feel like this is an issue that a lot of people have, but... And I feel like I'm mm-hmm. just throwing my ideas out here. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, why do you think a lot of Japanese students aren't able to speak English when they have the classes offered to them that teach second language? Because language is a practice. Okay. Like, you have to be able to speak it to actually use it. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I feel like that explains why a lot of Japanese people have academic English down, but they don't have communicative English yeah, down. Yeah, because I, I don't have bunpo down, but I can speak Jap- English. All right. Okay. <laughs> so I think it's that. <laughs> honestly. All right. I, I, I honestly, like, if you made me do a grammar test, I will probably fail. But, like, at least I can speak it. Hmm. Okay. Then let's let's switch over to language in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you say is um better, being yeah. having the communicative skill or the mm-hmm. academic writing skill? Like, if you were to choose one, I mean, the ideal is to have both. But like, if you were to choose both, or like, w- either one, what would you say is more 
you know, better. I would or... definitely say communication skills. Okay. What would your reasoning for that be? I mean, unless I'm becoming a scholar or something, I definitely need academic skills. But I feel like about that is kind of a hard question because um, if you were to think language as a communicative tool, like to communicate with people to people, I yeah. think you need the interactive like um, speaking or I don't know, communication skills in that language. Mm. But like if you were to use it for like research, yeah, then you would definitely they need also like the writing and academic skills. Mm -hmm. But I think it is important to have like I think it's more important to have the um communication skills down. Okay. Because that's harder to main have, I think. I mean, yeah, I feel like unless you know you you use it in daily life or mm -hmm. in some aspect of your life it doesn't mm -hmm. really stick to you like no matter how yeah. hard you try to learn a language yep because i feel like there's also like communicative slangs to it you know that's true. how people talk like you don't really say it everything by the book um that's true that's true okay um so then do you think from language you can acquire culture as well so like depending on the language it kind of shows the language's culture or that country's culture would you say that i feel like this is a yes and no question i think mm. yes if you know the language pretty well yeah but I mean, no, if simple, you only yeah. know the like if you were to know the language pretty well, I think there you can compare it. Like, yeah, you can definitely compare it. I mean, okay, let's just compare English and Japanese because that's what we both know. Mm -hmm. Um, what aspects of the Japanese language do you think represents or conveys Japanese culture? I That's feel a very like, hard question. No, no, no. I've done this in my um like class as well. So I think oh, it's really? mostly yeah on like the greetings. Like there is so much levels of greeting in Japanese, and like mm -hmm. the way you like especially like tenego and like um sonkego and kenjogo. Oh yeah. I think that's yeah. a way of respect in Japan. So I think that in that sense, that's a like a level like societal level kind of thing and it's also very implicit a lot of things yeah. are really not straight forward and I kind mean, of muddled i would agree like in terms of the language there's many ways of saying one thing right yeah um there, i mean there it isn't, it, yeah it many people don't say like no or like yes but like there's just really really indirect ways of saying it yeah, I mean, in that sense, Japanese, I feel like, is very complicated in that yep. everyone is not straight with you, mm -hmm. and you rarely see someone being straight because it can be taken as being rude. Very true. Like, in Japanese, 
humorous sense is very um, deprecating yourself to make mm -hmm. fun of yourself. So that's like very different. Yeah, humor is humor is very different. I would say. Um, yeah. I feel like Japanese humor. It, it's very funny in terms of like how Japanese culture works in the sense that everyone tries to be polite right everyone mm -mm. tries to be respectful yep but when it comes to humor it's just a whole like different side of just absolute oh yeah I, I feel like it's a stress reliever and like it's either it's self-deprecating yourself to make fun of yourself or it's yeah like something you're not usually supposed to say and it's kind of a like a um yeah it's like two two sides of extreme like Very you true. either have extreme rudeness or you have a either extreme politeness yeah. and I then agree. the extreme rudeness is considered funny or humor but yeah, whatever's no, in between yep whatever is in between that's considered rude mm. which it's very ironic and very interesting, right? Very much so. Yeah. I mean, I feel like getting used to Japanese humor has made me sound a little bit more mean at times. Really? Like, when you, you try to apply seen... it into English, it doesn't work. Well, I kind of understand that, yeah. Right? It's just like, that. that was too much, man. Like, that, that you're going a little bit too far with that you know <laughs> yeah like no, once but you start I feel getting like you haven't seen it. the very sarcastic side of things mm. like very deprecating the other person kind of humor yeah you haven't mm. seen that mm. i think it's just i don't know japanese humor like at times it just hurts it's just like deep yeah i agree it's like it's just, it's like, pick the worst attributes of someone and you just, like, keep hitting them there. That is so true. Exactly. That is very true. Yeah. And also, I found that, like, dark humor in Japanese doesn't work. Hmm. Elaborate. What would you mean by that? Like, dark humor isn't, like, the sense of the humor that kind of involves like death or like suicide or um i don't know something along the lines murder or something like that kind of dark humor if you translate it in japanese it really doesn't work because it just sounds like it you, it makes you sound like a serial killer or just a person who's really fucking depressed that is true i mean so i found that out and i was like oh wow Mm. Um, but what I find very universal of yep. humor is sexual humor. Ah, uh, that's true. I feel like everyone everywhere just has a sense of humor in that particular area. Wait, but like do you think like Japanese um sexual humor is kind of childish? Um, I feel like Japanese sexual humor is childish and at times borderline sexist. 
or like more oh, like hell, more yeah, into very... sexist it's very sexist yeah 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 yeah, yeah i wouldn't I, I shouldn't say borderline it's it's sexist wait because like i feel like um well like in terms of american jokes or something it's like it's implied but like in japan it's more straightforward which is very opposite Does well i mean sense? i feel like in terms of like making jokes about other genders or even mm-hmm. ethnicities mm-hmm. and this today's day and age i mean there's the mm-hmm. whole cancel culture you can get canceled for mm-hmm. saying anything related along yeah, those lines true. yeah yeah and i feel like especially in like u.s humor american humor it's all mm-hmm. built on making fun of others yeah right so mm-hmm. and then i feel like in Japan, it's the same thing, but like I feel like Japan has more extreme versions of it. Oh yeah, that's true. Like U.S. jokes, you American jokes would pick on like low key, um, <laughs> you know, stereotypes or like mm-hmm. subtle. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. It's it's more subtle, but at the same time, people can like relate to it. Like it's not like. Yeah. That's very stereotypical. Like it actually happened, so it's kind of funny. No, right? but I feel like in Japan, the sexual jokes are mostly just centered around the words you're not supposed to say. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people think that w- if they say it in a joking manner, it's okay to say. Oh, that's true. Like, I'm just gonna stop the interview here because I feel like. Everything else we talk about from here has nothing to do with the podcast and when we're just talking. Um, So, I mean, thank you very much for joining me. No problem.